Welcome back to another episode of Astro Lushes. <laughs> now with more lushing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's true. It's a podcast where we drink a lot of wine and talk about astrology, namely Apothic Red wine. We are drinking Apothic Red tonight again for the second episode, and we are loving it. Mm-hmm. We've loved it for two bottles now. <laughs> And the astrology we're talking about is Western astrology. We're talking about Western astrology, and we're talking about astrology both informally and um, intuitively with a dose of, you know, research and education here and research there. Research was going to be the word that I used. You took oh. the word right out of my mouth. Amazing. Cancer and Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you actually haven't listened to our first episode, which I'm sure you have if you're listening to this one. You're listening to Lisa Marie Bazile and Andy Tallarico. Uh, I am a Cancer. And I am a Scorpio. Boy, is she. <laughs> Boy, are you. <laughs> I'm also a Cancer Moon. Pisces Moon. A lot of water up lot in this household. Which is something that's important because we're going to talk about elements today. Mm. Tonight. Tonight. It's late at night and there is a lot of wine flowing. Yes. And we are talking about the elements during the very beginning of Aries season. Which is fascinating to me because really, you know, Pisces just ended and Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. So really, we're celebrating the end of the astrological year and the beginning of the new astrological year in Aries. And, you know, the Gregorian calendar came to be that um, New Year's was decided by uh, Pope Gregory who made Mm. New Year's um, January 1st, but for many, many years, for many centuries, um, pagans considered spring to be the new year. Yep. Um, And so astrology very much lines up with that, and Aries season is upon us. Happy astrological new year, Lisa. Well, thank you. I um, would also say happy new year to you as well, but my new year hasn't been very happy. I've been really feeling the Aries aggression, Mm. I've been in the rage. Um, I tweeted about this a few days ago, actually, feeling a lot of feelings of anger and actually a lot of ego, Mm. a lot of weird, ragey shit that I normally don't let myself feel. Okay. So I've been trying to work through Mm -hmm. it in a positive... Mm -hmm. You... You actually earlier tonight said you should use that anger for some sort of fuel towards something more positive, and that's what we're hoping to do. I do. I think anger is an energy, I, and Aries is represented by fire. I think it is no mistake that the astrological year starts with fire because it's the catalyst. Yeah. Um, fire makes things happen. It changes things. It transforms things um, from one being into a, a like a whole new state of being yeah and anger is an energy anger is a catalytic energy in in much the same way and i also you know as a as a cancer being a deeply feeling person i think all of our emotions are useful to us and i think the anger and the rage that you've been feeling is useful if it's harnessed correctly it can be really transformative um 
Aries season is also Aries is the sign of the self. Yes. Um, it's the sign of um, like leaping into things without knowing. It's almost like the holy fool um, from the zodiac or from from the tarot in that way. Um, I feel like this Aries season is affecting me, and um, I've recently ended a few situations or relationships that weren't serving me right in any way and Aries gave me the confidence and the ego and the fire and the anger necessary to like light that fire to get shit done yeah I think that's one of the things that we should take away from Aries season and Aries in general is that they often get the shit end of the stick in terms of like well, they're just kind of like petulant little stubborn brats. Stubborn. Stubborn. Aries are so stubborn and they think without acting and... But they're not. No, not at all. Um, Aries, Aries is like the sign of creativity and self. Yeah. And the sign of... It, it really is kind of a sign of new beginnings. It's, it's, I mean, it's the sign of birth. Yeah. It's exactly. the, the sign of possibility. It's the sign of like catalytic energy. energetic yeah. potential. Yeah. Of propelling yourself forward towards something. I have a lot of respect for the Aries in my life. Yeah, I've I've got one Aries who's very close to me, my brother, and he's a, he's a little bit younger, seven and a half years younger than me, and he has got to be the most Aries of all Aries, <laughs> which means we butt heads because I'm a Scorpio, but I take a lot from him. When he's decided something, he's decided it, and mm-hmm. I love that. And so speaking of elements that we're going to get into later, I think it's fascinating that you come from a whole fire family. I do. You're the, the solo, solo water, water sign. In a fire family, but also Scorpio, I feel, is the fire sign of the water signs, which it's very true. will make more sense when we discuss it later, but it is a very fiery water sign. Yeah. But so, it definitely makes you the emotional one of your family. I mean, it certainly has set me apart in some ways, and you're right. Like, we're going to get into the elements in this episode, um, so you'll be learning about earth, air, wind, I mean, earth, air, fire, and water. <laughs> I think you just sang- I'm talking about the seven. I think you sang a song. <laughs> That's what you did. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just, I'm going to put on some, like, Jethro Tull, and we're just going to fucking chill tonight. And earth, wind, and fire, apparently. We're just really going we're just, for so, it. We're just talking about the past right now. We're, we're going to get chill. This is a lushier episode already than episode one. Let's admit well, that. We, Maybe. So before, is it the Aries influence? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely the Aries influence for me because, like, I've spent nothing but the past week just being like a ball of fiery rage. You are yeah. angry. Yes, I'm angry. You're angry. I'm angry. Um, I will say, and this is not necessarily Aries related. I really think if you scratch the surface of anger, you reach sadness really quickly. Yeah, um, it's my. It's definitely. It's a sadness that has led towards self-anger because I'm not able to reconcile the sadness. So it just naturally becomes this like festering problem yeah. that you want to solve so badly. But maybe, for... maybe anger is just frustrated sadness. Yeah. You're right. It's like sadness that's lit on fire. Mm-hmm. And the sadness is like, fuck, fuck, I don't want to be sad anymore. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And so you're just angry. But um, for, the, for the listeners out there who care... Which better be all of you. <laughs> um, Lisa, me, I just moved into a new apartment. And if you don't know me or know my writing or know any of the things about me in my real life, um, uh, I moved from Queens to Manhattan, which is a really lovely thing. To Tribeca. To Tribeca. Fancy. A fancy move and something I'm very grateful for. And I don't want to... Um, minimize my privilege or or not recognize the good things that I do have in my life which I do have a lot of really lovely things and I'm grateful for them but um I uh just really quickly just to say a thing about it something about Aries and rage 
um, came from a background where I was in foster care and homeless shelters and moving and being in spaces that aren't comfortable to me or, or are new to me is very difficult. So uh, this is the wine talking, but <laughs> definitely. That's our job. Definitely. That's our unpaid job that we chose to sign up for. <laughs> so like, let the wine talk. sufficiently drunk for this episode and all episodes for the future. Like it just home and place and space just maybe it's my cancer moon like I know you're you're deeply uncomfortable with transience yeah liminality and uncertainty and I think that is definitely a cancer or excuse me a cancer moon but also a Scorpio sun that makes sense that um uncertainty and like being unsure about things is is going to make you falter Mm. but also like you know astrology is only one part of every person's equation right and so your background and trauma from that is obviously feeding into it. But astrologically, this is all being poured through the filter of Aries being present. And so I think, you know, if you had moved last month in Pisces season, you would have been crying about this, but you moved in Aries season, so you're fucking yelling about it. (laughs) I moved both in Aries season and in Mercury retrograde, so... Fuck Mercury retrograde. It's been a lot of We're already swearing 10,000 times more than our first episode. Oh gosh, you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, that was just a little bit of background about why I'm so angry. But I hope that you guys are faring well in your Aries season and also if you're Mercury retrograde. Mm -hmm. Can't speak clearly, but I hope that you're not feeling too um, limited and or disrupted by like the energies out there right now. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I wanted to bring up really super quickly before we get into the nitty gritty of this episode Mm -hmm. is I put a status up last week about why we approach the episode as we do and our focus on like astrology because we intuitively feel it is something that we connect with is something that we know in a liminal space of ourselves but it's also something that we question that we feel skeptical about of course we are we're always asking analytical questions in terms of like the bigger philosophical ideas of uh, of astrology and how it works yeah um I think there's going to be some later episodes coming where we really dive in to those hard questions. Yeah. Um, that would be wonderful. Yeah. I'll say for right now, like, I just rejoined Tinder. Aries <laughs> season is so real. It's like horny and, <laughs> and fired up. It's fired up. And there are so many. So I'm like on there for men and women. And I can't begin to tell you how many men like in their profile, are like astrology is fake. They say it just like flat out astrology, they say is, astrology fake. Yeah. is fake. In their yeah, yeah. I got like a personal message from some guy that was like, "Tarot is bullshit. Prove me wrong." And I was like, "I'm not wasting my time like proving a single single guy iota of to anything you. to you, you yeah. little bitch." Yeah, no. <laughs> like mine is right up there. I'm like poet, tarot reader, astrologist, Cancer, introvert. Like, and oh and that's what goodness. you come back at me with is like proving like obviously I already have a job yeah (laughs) it's not doing things for you Mm -hmm. so yeah that's wild to me yeah so I think like we're going to be talking about these things of course but for the listeners out there who either are just you know dabbling or enthusiastic or well versed in this we want to cater to all of you and we want to make a space for all of you to just have fun and listen in and see where you can connect the dots even if it doesn't make rational sense because you know what the magic is found in the shadowy spaces. Yeah. I think I said it on our first episode, but I just, I, I, um, I really submit to the mystery. I really do. And I, I can't say that in many other yeah. areas in my life. I really need 
research and analysis and backup. And I, I actually do have that for astrology, but um, it was harder to come by. That's a different episode. Right now, mm. right now, <laughs> right now, we are in Aries season. We are in Who are some season. famous Aries that we can discuss? Like our, you know, we, get, we love our celebrity bullshit. Let's well, do this. Let's start with um, good old, trusty, reliable... <laughs> Mariah Carey. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, she's such a hot mess and I love her. But but who doesn't fucking like, live off of Mariah Carey fumes? Like hot, I'm living off of the 90s. hotmess.com. She owns <laughs> that domain name. But <laughs> like, yet yeah, she's such a diva and such a queen and such a a canonical pop star. She time. also like unapologetically dates younger men. Yes. She also unapologetically is like sexual and emotional all at the same time. Absolutely. Um, My favorite she, thing was. I when love that she, she like will gain weight and lose weight and be like none of your fucking business. I love that, and I love that. That's Aries have confidence because it is a sign of the self, and I think that confidence often often gets misunderstood or skewed as arrogance. Yes, yes. and I, I think I think that's horrible. We need more people. Yeah. Like, like. On themselves, like knowing themselves, appreciating themselves. Aries really does that. I think another great example of that is Lady Gaga. Yes, Lady Gaga for sure. She's such an Aries. She's such a... Like, they, they just are people who are willing to take the first step into something that no one else has gone into. And that's why... They're very brave. That's why Aries makes such great leaders, is mm-hmm. that you might see it as something else, some other adjective, but in fact, they're just leaders of themselves and they lead the situation that they're in. So with Mariah Carey, I remember the the time she did the, oh my God, it was pretty fucking unbearable. um, (laughs) Her movie? No, it was was the uh, New Year's special for MTV or whatever And she just like broke down on camera and was like, somebody bring me tea. Yes, she was like, Okay, fine. I won't have tea like the rest of you. I won't have warm tea up here on stage. And she's standing in her in her fur coat. And I remember thinking, God, you are you are really an asshole. Uh, she was a diva trying to sing in like sub zero exactly. temperatures the, outside. Like, let's be serious. Exactly. At the same time, exactly. Like you're using your vocal cords, mm-hmm. and it is sub zero degrees mm-hmm. outside, and you need to have some tea, and that's fine. Um, the fact that she said it the way she did, of course, is classic Mariah Carey. Yeah. But I think there's something there to an Aries just taking control of the situation mm-hmm. and being like, this is what I need at this moment, yeah. and that's what it is. Aries owns their divaness. Yeah. And and uh, sometimes it can be a little bitchy, but I'm extremely supportive. I'm deeply Particularly of women being bitchy when they need to be bitchy. Yes. I really, truly am. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I love the Aries abrasiveness. My brother again who's the poster child of eight aries he he does he will just state his opinion oh my gosh so (laughs) intensely a few months ago we were having a chat on the phone and if you guys know me i'm a writer i write i write for a living and i write for fun and i was like david you know i um i really want to like just investigate new things i want to like take a wine class or learn about art or something He's like, yeah, you know what? You really need a hobby that's not the way that you make money because you're just kind of like a monotonous person. Oh. <laughs> uh, fire signs tend to be blunt. Love it. 
I they tend like, to be blunt. As water signs, that's sort of horrifying. It's yeah. just very shocking to it's a water shocking. sign because water it's like shocking. tiptoes around everything and yeah, everything. Very like, emotional and soft yes. and loving. But to have like the light of a fire coming at you with that energy, sometimes it's like exactly what you need. And it was exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember being like, okay, David, um, thank <laughs> you. Glad to know you think of me that way. <laughs> Thanks for being seven and a half years younger than me and like thinking that you know what's up, which you do, which is probably a horrible reflection on who I am. But um, I <laughs> no. should take a class. It's fucking, I don't know, anything. Learn anything. something, Lisa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really, I, guys, I don't have any skills. I, I don't have any skills. But um, That is, that but is supremely untrue. I mean, uh, it's Aries power, illuminating the fact that you need to, like, figure your shit out. Yeah, and There's own yourself. Wrong. Own yourself. Feel yourself, I feel like should be the motto of Aries. Who else? Who are, who are there... Like, who else is a... Well... I'm trying to think. I feel like... Quentin oh, Tarantino is an Oh, my Aries. God. Such an Aries. Yes. Such an Aries. Why do you think he's such an Aries? Oh, I just think he's, like, rash. <laughs> mm. I think he's... Yes. He acts first, thinks later. That's for sure true. Which is an Aries thing. Um, but I, I also think that's, like, brave, and I think that's necessary. We need people who do that. We 100% need people who are just willing to jump off the cliff. That's true. I mean, that's definitely an explanation as to why mm. so many people think he's actually fucking crazy, but and that, so many people love him. There's also, like, you know, the whole idea of Aries is energy. It's the newness of things. Mm-hmm. Like, when you start something, that's when you have energy yeah. to do something, and and... Quentin Tarantino can be like manic when you watch him in interviews. Very much. He's so. lit up with yeah. energy. He's, um, I guess, like to me, like when we're talking about elements, like he really represents the element of fire to me. Yes. Which is action and an ego in the best way possible and um, like getting things done. And it's also like it's sexy. Yeah. Like fire is very much tied in to sexual energy. Um, you can see that like pouring out of his movies and also the violence. So like Mars, Mars as a planet, um, is fire. It deals with sex and aggression and Aries and Mars are completely linked between, yeah, intimate, like throughout different cultures, they've been synonymous. Um, and I can see like, Quentin Tarantino's movies are about sex and aggression. Definitely. And war and fighting and fucking fiction. Yeah. I mean, it's like exuding sensuality and the body, but also just like horrible. Somebody gets stabbed through the eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that's what it is. That's part of it. I mean, God damn, Quentin Tarantino is great. Like, fire element erases the link between sex and violence. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm not, I'm not in no, any we're way not talking about that. condoning uh, violent sex. Um, I'm talking about like the, the, the same forces that cause both of those right. desires. Want, desire, mm-hmm. um, the need to be close to someone, uh, not in an unconsenting way. Yes. Um, another, oh, Joan Crawford. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, now Crawford. she's somebody I wish she would have made me do the guessing game with, because uh. I feel like feel like I would have nailed Joan Crawford as an Aries. I can say that after the fact, of course, because, yeah. of course, who can't? Um, that is not science. But I feel like I, I know that I would have guessed her as an Aries. Um, I mean, Joan Crawford. Passion. Like, Just full passion. passion. Just um, that fiery, mm-hmm. fiery goodness. 
So, true story, my great-grandmother, Minnie, who was, um, like, English, but sort of of Irish, um, her father, like, lived in Ireland, even though he was English, but when they moved over here, like, everybody who was from Ireland basically became housekeepers. They basically were maids at the time that she moved here and lived here, and she lived on Long Island, and her neighbor and best friend was another Irish woman, and she cleaned for Joan Crawford. She wow. was her Irish housemaid. Wow. And my great-grandmother, Minnie, ended up getting a lot of Joan Crawford's furniture that she cast off and didn't want anymore. Oh, my goodness. And I th- this is, like, apropos of nothing of astrology, but it's just an interesting anecdote. So if you see the movie Mommy Dearest and, you you know, you see Joan Crawford as Which being Which I did when I was a child, and it's It's scarred. terrifying. Yeah. And she was OCD, and she was, like, clean, like, angrily clean, but... She was extremely kind to her Irish maid, who was my great-grandmother's best friend at the time. Um, it's just, it's fascinating to me that she could be both this, like, public persona of being, like, this bitch on wheels, and yet um, would just think nothing of being, like, this table isn't really doing it for me anymore. Do you want to take this, like, designer, extremely expensive piece home with you? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. my family has, like, Joan Crawford heirlooms from... That's insanely wild. Mm-hmm. Um, not related to Astro Lushes at all. It's just that's what I think of. No, I think that's... of like I think of the the public face of Joan Crawford being like just just hell on earth. Yeah. And then her private life, which was actually pretty kind and sweet and and giving and generous of spirit. Well, I guess that leads into a really good point of the fact that like we are who we are and we are who we say we are. And we are who we perform we are. And all of that plays into our charts. Like mm-hmm. who who really who really is the real person within within ourselves? Mm-hmm. I'm like a drunk philosopher right now. You but are, you are. <laughs> I guess it's um, you know, we we've talked about in our first episode our star signs and our rising and our moon signs, but today we're gonna talk about the elements. Which so I think is a great place to start. We're yeah. at the beginning of the astrological year. We're at, at Aries and within fire, which is the first element. Um, and elements are like the basis exactly. of so much of astrology. So there's like just astrology, is, it's complicated. The more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. Um, oh my God, it's unlimited. Just so many aspects to it. But the elements are like the basics, the basics. And Lisa uh, just read this incredible book that I am now reading as well that is a book of astrology that rather than explaining things like start to finish, like sign by sign, it actually explains all 12 signs within their four elements. And I think that's brilliant. So and Lisa, also within their, talk about and their qualities, like fixed and mutable. So yeah, I'm reading a little bit of astrology. Um, in it's called that. It's called a little bit of astrology. Yeah, a little bit of astrology. An introduction to the Zodiac by Colin Bedell. And he's actually on Instagram as Queer Cosmos, and I just adore, we both adore him. He's incredible. Something he said in this book that I um, wanted to share with you guys, it's it's part of the little bit of series, so there's a little bit of tarot, there's a little bit of et cetera, et cetera, but this is the little bit of astrology. And when you think about series like this, you think about a basic approach, a little primer to some 101, some Mm -hmm. bullshit, 
This book by Colin Bedell is not some bullshit. It is a sincere and authentic and deeply thoughtful, thought-provoking and beautiful guide to astrology that thinks outside the box. I have to say, that is so much harder to achieve when you're doing an introductory book. To, the gift of being able to like boil a, an extremely complicated set of beliefs down to um, like something that's approachable and accessible but still knowledgeable and accurate yeah I just he nailed it it is so hard to do a good one-on-one it is so hard and he nailed it he absolutely nailed it and the cool thing that he does beyond all of that is that he talks about astrology in a very modern inclusive sort of way and he erases like the reductive stereotypes that we talk about with each sign um, in his introduction, he actually says, relegating only one sign to each chapter neglects to honor the inclusiveness and interrelatedness of this system, yes. meaning the system of the elements and the qualities. So he says that each sign is made really up of an element plus a quality. So your element might be fire plus the quality of that sign, and that's really what creates the kind of qualities that you see in that right. sign. So we're going right. to be so talking about... So I'm water about... cardinal as a cancer, exactly. and what are you as... Scorpio. I'm fixed and water. I'm water. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about elements in this episode. And um, I just, yeah, we wanted to mention that we've been reading his book because when you think about elements, sometimes you think about them as divorced from the sign. But in his book, we really appreciated the fact that he looks at the signs through the elements, mm-hmm. through the filter and the, through the lens of the elements. And that's really interesting and a new approach. So, so there are basics 12 signs to the zodiac four elements uh they go in the order of they're not earth air and wind it goes (laughs) fire earth air water yes fire earth air water fire earth air water yes um and uh each element has its own uh like set of distinct base qualities yes Absolutely. And then a lot of what we talk about when we talk about compatibility is amongst those elements, which we'll get into further uh, a little bit later because that's complicated. But let's just like, okay, let's talk about the four elements. So fire, you have Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Which is my mom, my dad, and my brother. (laughs) That's crazy. The little baby Scorpio. Yeah. Water sign. (laughs) So fire, we we discussed this. We're starting there because we already have like a head start. Um, no pun intended on Aries. Um, fire is the element of action. Yes, it's um, courageous. It is. It's bold. Um, it gets the party started. It's a power. It's power. It's literally fuel. It is, and it's also creative energy. Yes, like. If you want to get something done, you need to invoke some fire in yeah. your life. Uh, and it's transformative. Fire changes whatever it touches. Yes. And it's a, also got a natural charismatic quality. Yes. It's magnetic and it's also very sexual. Yes. You're it's, drawn toward the. It's people. related to like the color red and passion and yeah. sex. It's and everything, everything alive and real and good and beautiful. We're just pouring That a was such a Scorpio way to explain <laughs> fire. We're pouring some more wine. We didn't clink our glasses. No, we didn't. Pour your wine. Get that apothic and... Thank you. Cheers. 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 Cheers <laughs> to our readers. I mean, our listeners. Our <laughs> readers. We're our such writers. We're such writers. <laughs> we have transitioned. We have transitioned to the the sound 
Mm-hmm. What is it called? Like the the ways of oral? communicating. Oral. A u r a l, not oral. 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 That's very Jersey. Okay, <laughs> we'll go back to fire. But next up, um, air. Yeah. Air. So air is Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. Thought, intellect. Mm-hmm. So here's an interesting way to think of the correlation of no. I'm. Get, I was about to get into the tarot suits. Avoid it. We'll get into that next. We'll get to it later. Air is intellect, <laughs> analyzation, being able to separate emotions to get things done. Yes. So you can like put your feelings aside and, and put your best thoughts forward. Detachment. It is detached. It's detached and it's deeply philosophical because yes. of that. So they can see so many sides. Exactly. To an argument. Also, air is not next. Earth is next and I just skipped it. But we it's can okay. go back. It's okay. But um, air is like... There's a lucidity to it. It's... It's like a viewing of all things. Lucidity is the perfect word for it. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, It's also, um, it's also like communication, right? It's It's definitely communication. It's like air makes for an, like an, an excellent verbal communicator, great writing. It's clearly expresses. Right. It's true. It's like the, um, it's like the. It's like if it had a form of a, of a community, wow, if it had a form, <laughs> amazing, um, thank you so much, wine. This, um, if it had a, this speech sponsored by Apothic. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, I'm going to bed. Um, if you think about the air signs, like you think about like maybe even one of those old telephones that were made mm-hmm. with a cup and a string, mm-hmm. like it literally uses the air to transfer sound. And that, that is like the way of communicating. Absolutely. It's I also think of, I think of fashion. Yeah. I think of fashion for air in, in the terms of, I'm maybe getting a little spacey here, which is space cadets are air signs. But, and that's um, totally fine. Fashion is like all the mode, right? Exactly. Of the fashion. Exactly. And, it, it, and it's like... Whatever of, the wind brings you that Yes. Day. It's like where you're blown into. Like, yes. I find myself in this area now. And, and how can I best express myself? Maybe it'll change tomorrow. And I think, like, fashion is a communication yeah. through clothing. Um, and because air is so good at communicating, they also are really good at fashion. I love that. I am so far from that. Same. But we're I water signs. <laughs> we're, we're always trying to, like, express ourselves. We're at the very bottom of the ocean struggling to see any semblance of light. Let me show you my dark heart. <laughs> I have Where, my... you know, like a Libra is like, this is beautiful. And yeah. I just want to express the beauty of it. But next week, their mind's going to change because, like, the wind changes right. and shifts. And they're there for the next trend. And, and water is, like, so, like... The water... The wa- <laughs> everything's about our feelings. Anyway, okay. We're like, change... What do you mean? I've been obsessed with the same thing since day one. <laughs> it's me, okay? <laughs> it's myself. Air has, a, air has a quality of being able to change their identity mm. for what it needs to be. Adapt. They're very, like, yes. They, they're adaptable. like the chameleons of the Zodiac, and I, it's so necessary and so res- Yeah, they're incredibly dynamic. Mm-hmm. They really can fill in all those voids, or um, all those roles. I, I would say on the opposite end of that spectrum, we have Earth. That is, yeah. it, Earth is not dynamic. A little bit, a little bit fixed in their, mm-hmm. in their ways rooted. of being. They're rooted. They're grounded. And we need those people. Absolutely. I need them. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Earth is everything physical. It is work. 
and it is labor and it is the money that comes from that work and it's how you pay for the lifestyle that you want exactly it's like it's it's a, a it's an element of like rolling up your sleeves there's a repetitiveness digging in the dirt there's a rote quality there's mm-hmm. a stableness it's all the things you look to and you need to make a home and a, and a I mean, life for yourself. You think of Earth like it's represented by the the journey of gardening. Exactly. It's about planting and sowing and reaping. Careful, thoughtful, mm-hmm. dedicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have, in, in the Earth signs, we have Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. Exactly. Um, so when you hear people hating on Virgo, which happens a lot. A lot. So undeserved. Um, it's really, it's really quite unfair because, yes, they might be meticulous and overly analytical, and they might be hyper planners, but these are people that really do get things done and really are the backbone of society in some way. I also love Earth signs' way of showing affection. Yeah, it's very physical. Yeah, it's very physical and it's very affectionate. Um, they're like warm. Mm-hmm. It's a warm element. Yeah, air is very is a very cold element. They can be very detached and distant. Mm-hmm. They do live up to their stereotypes sometimes, yeah. unless you, of course, like you, you know, it depends on their chart, depends mm-hmm. on their life experience, and Libras are like flirtatious and they're ruled by Venus. Right, but Earth signs just know how to show affection when it's important to them. It, it, I'm, I'm like, I'm stopping myself from getting into further conversation points is what that we're was keeping, that pause. We're keeping that was it that basic, pause. y'all. We're keeping Pacing it is hard, you guys. It's hard. We're just going to stick to the elements. Now we are moving on to water. water. Cancer. <laughs> Scorpio Pisces. So that's my family. I'm a Cancer born of a Pisces mother and a Scorpio father. Um, I'm a Scorpio with a Cancer moon. And I'm a Cancer with a Pisces moon. So we have... A lot of watery feelings. A lot of feelings. Water is the element of feelings. Intuition. Intuition. Uh, romance. Mm-hmm. Dreams. Uh, Emotionality. Touchy-feely touchy shit. <laughs> um, We're perceptive. Yes. Um, Which is, goes into the intuition. Um, it's, I, w- I will say that water and earth are much less intellectually based than mm-hmm. air and fire. Agreed. We're much more interested in going as deep as possible, mm-hmm. whether that is like something rooted in the real or not. Mm-hmm. We kind of are happy dancing between the fantasy land and whatever reality we think we live in. Yeah. Kind of going back and forth between dream world and the living and the waking world. Well, exactly. World. A water sign is the person who will get upset with you because they had a bad dream about you where you did something wrong. Oh. And they'll wake up and be like, I don't know how to look at you right now. <laughs> AKA me to my Capricorius boyfriend. Who's <laughs> was I'll like, like, babe, what's wrong? Why, why would you even oh say that? Oh my God. To the Capricorius? Mm-hmm. You can't say anything. Yeah. I just end up saying like, oh God, I had a dream that you left me in the middle of the desert and I had no water and no way to escape. And I can't believe it. <laughs> how could you do this to me? And he was how? like, I, I didn't. <laughs> He's like, look, let's look at this rationally. Also, I have to be at work in a few minutes and also I don't care. <laughs> You just made Ben sound really awful, and he's, he's not. He's a sweet boy. He, he <laughs> tends to you very well. God, I make a lot of nasty jokes about him, you guys, but you know what they say. Scorpio. When Stinger. you're mean to someone, it means you like them. <laughs> <laughs> There's an old, like, 
uh, saying about dating from the 50s for women is you got to be mean to keep them keen. Oh, God. <laughs> thank God it's 2019 right now. <laughs> well, not thank God because we're dealing with a lot of bullshit. But Yeah, things yeah. aren't great. But at least I'm, I'm glad I'm not living in the 50s, to be honest. Oh, my gosh. I Honestly, we were both talking about this a little bit earlier, how we... How we deal in social situations, we tend to separate a little bit from our peers and colleagues. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very difficult to fit in sometimes. And listeners, like, you know, if you're here, you're probably listening from a point of view of thinking outside the box, and we love you for it. And we think that you're really cool. And if you were here with us in person, I'd be like drunkenly laying on your lap Mm -hmm. (laughs) and pouring you more wine. So, what do you think about, like, Mm -hmm. what if we talked about the elements? In terms of something more culturally relevant, like... Uh, or understandable. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love this game. Okay. What if... I don't know if it's currently culturally relevant, but... About... <laughs> what about um, the Hogwarts houses from Harry Potter? Oh, my I God. I cannot... I love it. I love Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. Shocking, I know. But um, the, the first time that I read about all four houses of Hogwarts, I was like, those are the those elements. Are the They're the yeah, elements. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's so true. It's so true. So pick one. Let's dive pick into one. this. I do want to say, you guys, like, I will say that there are a lot of people talking about their Hogwarts houses and their signs on the internet. And over and over and over again... Slytherin is always Scorpio. And I'm both Scorpio and Slytherin. I've taken the test multiple times. Same. And I'm Slytherin. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should be Hogwarts because... You Wait, know. you're not Hogwarts. No, I'm oh, sorry. I mean, I mean, Gryffindora. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, this is why we drink wine on this. Sponsored by Apothic. <laughs> Blamed on Apothic. 100% um, not sponsored by Apothic. We just drink it. Yeah, yes. We're not sponsored by Apothic. No, no. We're sponsored by our own... Lushness. Um, <laughs> so you feel like you you, you I feel okay. All right. A little guilty that I should be Gryffindor, but I'm Slytherin. I'm quite but that's proud because of they're it. they're presented as the heroes yes. too, yes. and Slytherins are the enemies. Even though we obviously know there are shitty Gryffindors right. and awesome Slytherins somewhere in that mix. So I've also taken the, the test multiple times, and I always come up with Slytherin. Yeah. But my thing is, I definitely feel like I'm a Slytherin son. I feel yeah. like I'm a Gryffindor rising. You're a Gryffindor rising. And I'm a Ravenclaw moon. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, how do those elements... Pick one and pick the element. Go ahead, and then I'll follow your lead. Because I know we're... I know, I, without having discussed this with Lisa, I know we 1,000% are going to agree on this. We're always going to agree. I mean, we're not always That's so agree, boring. Agree. We're but not always going to agree. We don't always. No, but we... We're I just know that we're going to come up with the same answers. Also, I feel like the answers are fairly obvious They're to these. They're pretty obvious. Like, I mean, but they might not be. They might not be obvious. Okay, okay. Um, I do think that Slytherin is water. Yeah, and absolutely. I absolutely think that because Slytherin is the dark, the school of dark arts. It's mm-hmm. the school of going deep. It's a school that balances light and dark. It's a school that's not afraid of having um, a dabble in the shadowy space. And Even like, though it's represented by Snake, who is not a water. No, he's not very water. But at the I think same he's time, cap. I think he's Cap. But anyway, do you? I do. I think he's Capricorn. Well, Capricorn he's is ruled by Saturn. Jealous. That grudge is Scorpio as fuck. But Capricorn is also fucking like 
competitive, so competitive, and ego-driven, and make great artists, and they make great leaders. I'm going to say... I I always mix up my Capricorns and Scorpios. Me too. But I'm going to call Snape a Capricorn. I don't have any proof for that. Anyway, Ooh, this might I be agree. our first disagreement. Because look. Mm-hmm. You think, he, well, you want to claim him as Scorpio. He, look. look, <laughs> look. <laughs> I have to say, there's very little more Scorpio to me. Just kidding. This is a total cliche. But I'm saying, <laughs> there's a, it's a very, very Scorpio. She means it. Don't I listen do, to her. Do. Don't listen to that caveat. I, I mean it. I'm just trying to like justify it so people don't hate me um there's literally nothing more scorpio i speak from experience than hating the child of the person you couldn't date like that is as scorpio as it gets it's it is it is but also capricorns are the dads that's like a thing so yeah. capricorns are the dads the zodiac and cancers are the moms i'm the i'm the mom hilariously enough <laughs> never gonna have kids but he's like such the daddy. He's a daddy bit. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, and he's like the taskmaster. Yeah. And yeah. he demands the best from everyone. He does demand and the best. I th- I view his jealousy as the Capricorn competitiveness. We are off topic. Slytherin is water. <laughs> yeah, Slytherin is water. They're not afraid to go deep. They're not afraid to look into the true mm-hmm. shadowy. They're a little scary. Yeah. I think water signs are a little bit freaky. Because if you don't want to get that deep, like mm-hmm. you're not really going near it. But man, would we go into the depths? Into it. Dive, dive right in. So uncomfortable. So um, okay. So you did Slytherin as water. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. It's very obvious to me that Gryffindor has to be fire. Absolutely. Harry's a Leo. Yep. Um, like Ruby rules the um is the is the one of the symbols of Gryffindor, and Ruby is the Leo gemstone. Yes. Um. And they have like you know him him and uh, Hermione and Ron just like being willing to like run out into the face of danger is one hundred percent fire and like I will protect my friends to the death. Yes. Um. Even if I have to break all the rules and get expelled to do it is fire. Yeah. One hundred percent. There's an ambition mm-hmm. there that is really, really wild mm-hmm. and amazing. So Ravenclaw, I mean, I think that we both know what that is. It's air. It's air. It's air. Thought. They're the thinkers. They're the intellects. That's like, yeah. Yeah. They're really, really smart. And they are really, really like, aw. You know what? I have to say, like, just moving on from Ravenclaw for a second. Hufflepuffs, I have a theory about this. I told you about it a few Mm -hmm. months ago or maybe weeks ago. Hufflepuffs always get the worst fucking rep. Well, J.K. Rowling wrote them that way. She was like, and the rest. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Gryffindors, Slytherins, Ravenclaws, and that other thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Hufflepuffs get the shit into the stick, but when it comes down to it, Mm -hmm. you need Earth in your life. Absolutely. And you need an earthy Hufflepuff. Thousand percent. I have no Earth in my chart, and I am not. I am not great at things because of it. I don't. Interesting. And my Earth sign friends, oh my god, I I couldn't live without them. They ground you. I couldn't live without them, and. Hufflepuffs, like, the whole idea of the Hufflepuff being, like, average and just, like, simple is They're so They're not unfair. average or simple. There's a whole... Isn't there a musical about that called, like, Puffs? Yeah, actually, there is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I my feel, friend saw it. And I feel like the people I know who who self-identify as Hufflepuffs are like, I'm a proud Hufflepuff. Yes. I know exactly who I am, and I'm not embarrassed of it. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel about being Slytherin, because it's not easy. It's not easy being the bad guy. 
Being perceived as the bad guy. Yes. Being... Well, it's not easily being perceived as the simple person because exactly. Hufflepuffs are not simple. Earth signs are not simple. That's the thing about the whole entire Zodiac and about people on, on Earth in general. People aren't simple. We are, we are made up of our traumas and our fears and our desires and our loves and our potential and our disadvantages. And, like, those are beautiful things that we should be honoring. Mm-hmm. And can never... I mean, I've made fun of Hufflepuffs, mm-hmm. and I've made fun of Virgos. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I would, you know, tell myself, Lisa, you're being terrible. It's well, you're a Scorpio. <laughs> so the That's elements. True. What about, like, okay, so let's think of a different construct. What about, like... I'm going to say American cities because I am not world-traveled enough to talk about international cities. But, like, let's talk about cities as elements. Want some more? Yeah. Pour mm. me some more wine. Okay. Um, Definitely let's talk about cities as elements. Okay, so... Or as signs. Both. Elements yeah. and signs. Yeah. Um, so both Lisa and I are... We live in New York. We are recording live from Tribeca. But our favorite other city is... New Orleans, mm-hmm. deeply. We both are deeply obsessed with it. And I think the thing really quickly to say about New Orleans is that people love New Orleans because you can party there, you can get drunk, you can drink, take your drinks out onto the street. And those are all well and good. And those are things that make New Orleans very fun. It's a party city nonstop. But I think for Andy and I, our interest in New Orleans goes a little bit deeper. Of course, mm-hmm. there is something to do with the alcohol, but it is mostly that you can literally walk through like the molasses of spirits and heaviness i love that also i just never feel more my witchier self Mm -hmm. than when i'm there i would i I remember walking into public places and having like the clerk from the counter look up and be like oh you're a witch welcome like (laughs) i hadn't done anything yet i hadn't done anything it i I felt so seen i felt so seen in the best way it's Um, beautiful and you know, it has this dark past. It's also a Catholic city. It's also a city that was, like, steeped in criminality and uh, prostitution. And, yes, and violence. And, uh, but in, like, the darkest depths. Like, it's a, a truly dark way. It's a little depraved. Yeah. And that's... Water... Water, water kind of rules that. But specifically, Scorpio. Yeah. And I think the most Scorpio thing about it is that because it has that dark, horrific, really painful past of racism and and torture and plague, literally, um, but that it has been able to transcend all of that mm-hmm. and be a place of thought and magic and community and also survival, survival literally from water. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing but Scorpio. So I'll say another water city to me, 100% is Seattle. Mm. Um, not just because of the rain, but because like to exist in such a rainy place, to live in such a depressing environment, you have to be comfortable with a certain level of like reflection. Yeah. And I feel that Seattle is very Cancerian. Yeah. Um, even though I'm a cancer and I don't want to move to Seattle, I loved my time in Seattle. It felt very cozy. Mm-hmm. Like when it gets rainy, you just kind of want to go home and like cuddle up and And there's yeah. something about the people in Seattle who are just like dedicated to that city. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And yep. they don't care what about about its limitations. They're just like this is amazing. 
And there's something can 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 Cancerian about mm-hmm. that. I agree. They're like this is my home, and I choose to like be loyal to it. It's my little shell. Okay, so Earth City. Earth City. Uh, an earthy city. I'm gonna say Portland. And New York. Yes, but for very different reasons. Yes. Portland is an Earth city in like farm to table and uh, genuine like connection mm-hmm. to that nature. New York is Earth in the way that like Taurus and Capricorn, probably more Capricorn, <laughs> yeah, is like earning your keep to show people your luxurious. Yeah manifestations of your work yeah because it's a city where you're like this is fucking ridiculous there's no way that i should be using this money to buy what i'm getting which is pretty much not much for your money but you want to be in the center of everything and be near everything and so it's a very it's a very financially showy get Mm -hmm. down keep your head down and work 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 city it's a city steeped in like the history of new york is that everybody came here to make money it's not a it's not a city of art like paris it's not a city of um, no. reading or, or dreams. They came it's, to create potential. Yeah, it's a yeah. city of like hustle. Yeah. So what about fire? like if you if you come here and you're willing to work hard enough, you can make something for it. Fire. Which, but by the way, by the way, the only other thing I have to say on that topic is that if you find that you are in a city like that where you have to make money and sell your soul and your first firstborn child, like, and you don't want to, it isn't because you're a failure. I do want to just, like, underscore all of that. I just Mm -hmm. want to let you know that, like, cities are intense, fucked-up places where you have to, like, sacrifice a lot of yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's not a failure if you don't last here. It's that you choose something bigger and more beautiful for yourself. It's either you fit or you don't, and that's fine. I'm willing to put up with the inconveniences of living in New York because it's worth it to me, but I totally see how it's that's not everybody's thing. Yeah. Okay, Fire City. Fire Fire City. City. Nashville. Atlanta. <laughs> it's called Hotlanta. Totally. Music. Mm-hmm. Warm weather. Mm-hmm. Diversity. Diversity. Um, there's a there's a feistiness to yeah. it. People are alive and feeling. But Nashville's a great answer. Nashville has all those musicians who are coming to start. Yeah. Right. They're exactly. coming to start their careers. To create. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it definitely is sexy, and it definitely um, uh, is a it's like a place where you go to like fuel your creativity yeah absolutely definitely fire that's a great answer great answer it's a very fiery city because there's also just like you walk in there's nightlife everywhere there's like just this whole history of musicianship and and just creativity and i think that's really um amazing it's like a catalyst Mm -hmm. and even today it's like it's you know it's it's a homeland for a lot of recording artists, and I think that's really incredible. It's just like the inception of people's careers. Yes. Yeah. Which is really cool. And Aries. Very Aries. Yeah. Um, and very Leo, because there's like some of that Nashville Show music. Yes. <laughs> like, they want to be from Nashville, and they're like, give me fucking attention, which is a Leo, like, which I do think is a is a silly way of representing Leo, because we all know it's not just about that. It's of about, like, not. self-worth and mm-hmm. so much more than that. Um, Air City. San Francisco. Definitely. San Fran. Mm. It's very technologically based. Yeah. Very innovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's Austin? I don't... I feel like 
I've been to Austin and I like Austin a lot. Um, but I don't think I, I feel like it's between air and earth. Like, there's a lot of free really? thinking. There's a lot of like, and that's just my opinion. There's a, there's a lot of like free thinking and like new radical thought and progressive ideology, which leads me to believe it might be like airy, but there's also just like, there's a nature element. There's a connectivity. There's a di- disattachment from, or detachment from social <laughs> media in the digital world. So like, maybe that's quite earthy. Some something balanced, something grounded, where you like get your food like farm to table. Um, I don't know. That makes sense. Sure, I, I can know. see that. I can see that. Both. Yeah. Yes. I maybe. want to talk about elements in terms of. Um, so a big thing when you look up your compatibility, yeah, people are sort of obsessed with like, am I compatible with this person based upon their sign? Please say more about this, Andy. So like the basis of that is based on sun signs. And it, so, so water and earth are compatible and fire and air are compatible. And when you like go outside of that element, it can be difficult. So, um, so like most compatibility charts that you will read Unless you're like going for the full natal chart, which does exist now in a lot of apps, the Sanctuary app is actually excellent for that. But um, like talking about your compatibility in terms of your elements to me is extremely reductive. So like I'm not supposed to fall for a fire sign because I'm water. Um, elementally, like they'll put me out or I'll snuff that. Like what? Or I'll snuff them. That's it's so stupid. It's yeah. so stupid. Compatibility is about what your journey is going to look like with someone. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, if you know that you're a water sign, that you contain a lot of water, no pun intended, containing water, um, <laughs> and you, like, find yourself with an air sign, um, all it means, is, like, the compatibility should just be based on, like, what the challenges are going to present themselves exactly. as. And, like, this person might be emotionally detached when you're, you're, like, emotionally in something, and it's going to be hard to talk about it. I look at like the elements as being like a guide or a map um, to like how better to understand someone. And sometimes when you're compatible, like if you're a water sign with a water sign and like you and I are not like this, but like sometimes you can be so much alike someone that you're not compatible either. Because like if you're both passive, if you're both too kind, if you're both like, yeah. I'm a generous person who wants you to go first and you want me to always go There's first. There's no catalyst for change exactly. or growth. There's no room for growth. And, you know, like, friction is the whole basis for drama, is the whole reason, like, plots exist and is exciting. Exactly. And so I just, I just discourage people from going, like, I, don't, I will never date such and such a sign. Oh, I've, I've heard that X sign is terrible mm-hmm. and, like, I'll never do it. And that's the thing about, like, I think the thing about how Andy and I are approaching the Zodiac and astrology is that you have to look at a person from multiple lenses. Like, Mm. you have to look at what they've been through in their past, what they're going for in their future, and who they're trying to present themselves as in the current day. People are constantly in a process of evolution and change, whether that be internally or outwardly toward everybody else. So... Every sign has like incredible potential and incredible limitation. Mm-hmm. And it's how you deal with those things, how you choose to filter your life through those things, how you turn those things into strengths, and how you let those things become weaknesses that really matter. So, like, in the end, at the end of the day, the signs mm-hmm. are incredible, beautiful 
you know, they give us a way to look at people and examine our own relationships and our connections with others. And they give us clues and tips on how to communicate. But they're not they're black not pres- and white They're answers. not prescriptive. No, not they're at not all. They're not prescriptive. And they shouldn't be because we don't deserve to be pres- prescriptions. We deserve to be people who are looked at through, you know... Multiple lenses, as exactly. you said. Okay, so we're going longer on this episode than we did yeah. previously. So I want to bring back a couple elements from our first episode to make sure that we're being, uh, we have continuity. Yeah, um, we're professional podcasters. What's our Rihanna lyric this week? Oh my goodness. Okay, I mentioned earlier, we found a love in a hopeless place. Mm, we found love in a hopeless so place. So now we know that Rihanna is a, is a Pisces. She is, she is like queen of the Ooh, underworld for Stephanie. But we found a love in a hopeless place. I feel like is for Aries season a little appropriate and I think like her moon and her rising are in Aries wow yeah she's got a lot of fire she's got a lot of Aries in her chart well you can see that Mm -hmm. for sure and like the whole idea of we found a we found love in a hopeless place is um it's so hopeful (laughs) I'm just saying the opposite of lyrics right now but it's a that to me is like some Aries fire catalyst beginning believing ego leaping before you think about it yes. energy. And I love that. And I think that's actually a great way to end this episode because if you've been feeling like oh, you're stuck in a rut, it's the third month of the year and you're not like setting out to hit your goals yet or you're not, you know, like feeling like yourself yet or if you're in Mercury retrograde and everything is just totally fucked up for you. Like the truth of the matter is that no matter what goes wrong, there always is a sliver of light because that's that's how we keep going. There can never be there can never be propulsion forward if there's not there's some hint of light. So that hope that Rihanna mm-hmm. sings of mm-hmm. is literally like a wheel that moves us forward. Oh, I love that. Okay. Very quickly before we end, celebrity guessing game. Okay. Let's just do a very briefly, a couple people. All right, let's see. Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like somebody I've been thinking about a lot lately because I just like keep listening to all of her all of her music is Cardi B, and I would love to know okay. what you think about Cardi. So B. I can't, and maybe this is my own issue, but I can't think of Cardi B without thinking of Nicki Minaj because they're sort of if, like competing queens. Well, it's yeah, the media has kind of. Mm-hmm position them against one yes and they've like made statements and they're fueling the fire and i i appreciate they're probably bffs forever and they're like let's just fuck with people and like make money from it (laughs) cardi to me represents as possibly either fire or air why do you think air i think there's representation of beauty uh i think um idealism idealism the fashion Mm. um Ownership. Yes, and also just, like, the, like, the way that she approaches, uh, like, romantic situations to me can feel a little bit like, let me tell you about yourself, (laughs) more than, like, let me tell you how deeply I'm feeling about it. I'm fucking into that. (laughs) I'm so here for it, because it's the opposite of me. Same. (laughs) Um, There's fire, there's that passion, I get a little more air. What do you think? I agree. I think air is definitely the way to go here. And let me look it up. I'm going to say... I, okay, so my final guess... Yeah, tell me. ...is a tie. Okay. If I'm going with air. Because yeah. Because she has Leo qualities. She has Leo qualities for she days. She sure does. But if I'm going with my air, 
I'm torn between Gemini and Libra. Okay, let me look. What's up? Oh, God. She's going to be like a fucking Pisces. And I'm she's gonna... a Libra. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, she's a Libra. Libra. And you're right. Like, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of like focus on Okay, so Libra's ruled by Venus and yeah. beauty and equality and like give me what's mine and also flirtation and you know i do have to say like when she gave an interview about getting breast and her butt implants she was like look it's really this simple like i needed to make as much fucking money as the rest of Mm -hmm. the bitches did and i got this shit and you're like yeah you know what like you looked at what was fair Mm -hmm. what was just in that industry in that context Mm -hmm. and you were like i need to enhance this part of it which i'm not saying is like nope but i'm just you know, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, or I'm, I'm not saying that society should make that be the thing. It's that not the wrong thing to do. It's just her thing that she wanted to do. She wanted to make that fucking money. Also, and she I'm did reaching. It. I'm reaching right now, but okay. So every sign is associated with a body part on like the, the like the cosmic human. Right. And so it starts with Aries being the head, and it ends at Pisces being the last sign as the feet. And Libra is literally the butt because it balances out. Mm. It's the scales. So, the, like, She's the fact that a Libra got butt implants is, like, sort of appropriate. That's okay. totally appropriate. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. Like, one or two more. And then now, we'll... for our listeners who are tuning in, because you know Andy and I as poets, I would like to ask you, I want to ask you about poetry. Like, we're both poets. We're both writers. We're both poets. poets. Um, <laughs> Water sign poets. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> we're emotional. <laughs> um... I would like to know what you think Keats is. Keats. Keats. Oh, Keats. One of my favorite poets Keats. of all time. Keats. Oh my God, what, what a lovely, beautiful human being. Oh, what a swoon bomb of a person. Absolutely. If you guys have not seen Bright Star, the oh. movie about Keats and his, his love. What Fanny. is that actor's name that plays him? Oh, He's God. so lovely. He's from... Ben um, Wishaw. Wishaw. Ben Wishaw. <sighs> from like the Beatles movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also he was in the Dylan movie. Um, oh. Really? I'm not there, and um, he's also like outwardly, he's out, he's out of the closet queer, and I love it. I, I fucking love him. I also Shop. fucking love Keats. Um, I love Keats. He he, one hundred percent water. What yeah. like no doubt There's in my mind. Else about prove it. me wrong that he's not water, but um, we'll bet our life savings, which is only seventeen dollars. It's like three fifty. Um, <laughs> his epitaph is: "Here lies one whose life was writ in, in water." water. <sighs> kill me now also he didn't did he drown or did he die of like he died lung disease he went I believe, he went to italy because i believe he went to italy because then, of, yeah did he drown or did he die of the okay. disease here's the things i remember mm-hmm. in pieces please tweet us although we'll surely look this up i mean we're, we're trying to do this blindly for the sake of proving a point but he had tuberculosis yeah. he went to italy to mm-hmm. get the sun and the air there was something about a ship there was something about water, something about Fanny Braun, his his yes. lady, like yes. going through his ashes on the beach. He either died on a ship or because of maybe tuberculosis or consumption on shore. But what a one hundred percent water. Yeah, I feel like I feel, there's cancer in his chart. I don't know. Mm. I don't know that I'm willing to call him a cancer, even though I'm tempted to. I'm tempted. It's de- tempted. tempted. It's tempting. But it's in his chart. The, that yeah. like deep deep feeling and like that obsession with childhood and yep. fulfillment scorpio qualities definitely. Mm-hmm. definitely i'm i'm inclined toward pisces like the dreamers 
and the intuitive ones that like they sort of like at the they're at the end of the zodiac they're at the end of the water element so they sort of like collect all of those qualities into themselves i'm a little inclined toward pisces but yeah prove me wrong look it up because maybe he's like virgo and i'm i'm just insane well i've looked it up Oh. And he's and? Scorpio. Uh, okay. And he's born on Halloween night. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's a Halloween Scorpio, which is the most baller kind of Scorpio. It's the is. most it is the most Scorpio Scorpio you could possibly be. Oh, but it am makes I born on the day in the <laughs> in the year when like the veil is thinnest between life and death? Exactly. Jesus that, Christ. That obsessive love and obsessive like desire to live and be in this realm is very Scorpio, I think. I, I will say, okay, okay, it's making sense to me now thinking about his love poems to Fanny Braun when they when it wasn't being requited. Mm. He was bitter. He was vicious. And he got, like, sarcastic. Where, you know, where, like... Got a backup key. You know, like, oh, you think your beauty's gonna last forever, and it's not. And at the end of your days, who's gonna be there for you? It's not gonna be me. If you guys could see me right now, my jaw is She's shocked. She's shocked. I definitely see some Scorpio in his Fanny Braun, but I thought, because, you know, Cancer have those pincers, and Pisces has this, like, way to, like, look back on everything True. and relate, I th- I really saw him as Pisces, but Scorpio, Halloween Scorpio, holy Jesus shit, Scorpio. Uh, that, that he's even cooler, he's even more iconic. I know, yeah, he's an icon of all truth. Uh, read Keats. Everybody, if you get nothing else from this episode, read Keats. Read uh, Keats. Learn how to feel. Oh, God, I wish I had my Keats book in front of me right now. I wish right I could now. read Keats right now. We can. Okay. Why don't you talk about the next Utah. star? I'm going to look. I'm going to get Keats. I have a book. Okay, well, then what am I, gonna, what am I talking about? What, about? what about, I want you to guess Aidy Bryant, because she's the star oh. of the new show. Oh, Shrill. Shrill. I love Shrill. And everybody loves Shrill. I'm so into it. I'm so into it. Um, oh, that's hard. It's hard. I... Okay, so she presents her feelings. Yeah. Not easily. Not easily. It doesn't come to her easily to admit her feelings, but like through the show she does. Yeah. Um she's she's uh Oh god, I get water or earth. Definitely water or earth. She's very emotional. Let's narrow it down. But she's also very like she she's not willing to like be vulnerable about it. She just is willing no. to be honest. And exactly. she's learning honesty. Exactly. And she she wants what she wants from other people. Mm-hmm. She's not willing to give up in, in at least the character on Shrill. And Amy Bryant in real life, actually, she seemed like the kind of person that was like, against all odds, I'm going to keep fighting for the thing that I imagined for myself. And mm-hmm. by odds, I mean like the really fucked up bullshit that humans... The privileged world she lives in as she is as a, as a larger woman. Uh, right. Is that the is that a disrespectful term? I'm not. I'm trying to. No, say that. I don't, I I'm don't saying that so. with like, like so. I love so many body types. I think that you and I both come from a perspective of like not having the body that most societies yeah, would would consider. Yeah. Ideal um, or perfect. Right. You know. Um. I respect Ad Bryant. Okay. I get. If my Earth vibes are on, I'm going Capricorn or Taurus. She's not a Virgo workaholic. Um. There's something extremely grounded yeah. in the way that she handles people's bullshit attitudes toward her. Yeah. Um, she also seems to enjoy the comforts of life, which is an earth 
filament. Oh, Lolo's walking down the stairs. If you guys tuned into our first ever episode, you would know that Lolo is my little kitty. Andy has two kitties, Hank and Beatrix. And they all make appearances on our show. <laughs> um, okay. Interestingly, 80. I just looked it up. Aidy Bryant is a Taurus. Damn it. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So her birthday. When's her birthday? Okay, so her birthday, it seems, according to this, is May 7th, 1987. So she's two years older than me and already way better than me. Well, better than we'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> her moon is in Virgo. Okay. Very earthy. Yeah. Very earthy. Very earthy. Uh, this show is so good. Shrill so good. is so wonderful. Okay. So I'm cutting the conversation a little bit short because we've gone longer on this episode. Yep. Um. Next time we're coming back with even more specifics. We're going to get more and more specific on astrological elements because there's so much. I could talk about, I really could talk about the elements for like 17 episodes. It's actually, I didn't even get to touch the surface of them. There's so much to the elements, guys, and we hope that you will take the time to kind of look up and, and connect research. with yours. Exactly. Like, we have a lot of ideas planned. We're going to be talking about writing and the literary we're going to be talking about general planets and signs. We're going to be talking about trauma. We're going to maybe do a musical episode. So there's a lot coming up. I think there's a weed episode in our future as well, where yes. Astrolushes taps out of the wine and taps into the weed. Oof. I mean... It's going to be a, a trying episode for <laughs> all of us involved with this. Um, oh, wow. Thank we're out you. of wine. Oh, wait. We finished our second bottle. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Apothic for fueling our our journey conversation through the cosmos thank you everybody who, who listened to the first episode and now the second um we really so many important you. guests we have so many guests coming up yes we do and if you actually have any questions or if you want us to cover anything you can go to astro lushes on twitter it's just astro lushes we're pretty active we'll answer mm-hmm. you every day we want to talk to you guys tell us your sign tell us your chart Give us your questions. Oh, at us for days. At us. Please. All the time. All the damn time. (laughs) And you can follow us also at Andy Tallarico. That's Andy with an I. A-N-D-I. A-N-D-I. I I know. Which you can see in the caption. And I'm Lisa Marie Bazile. We love you guys so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for being here with us. It's Astro Lushes. Have a lovely night and a beautiful airy season. Bye.